0: This podcast was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit lifelanks.org. In the beginning, there was nothing. Nothing to hear, nothing to feel, nothing to see. Only emptiness and darkness and nothing but Nothing, But God was there, and God had a wonderful plan. I'll take this emptiness, God said, and I'll fill it up. Out of darkness, I'm going to make light, and out of the nothing, I'm going to make everything. Like a mother bird flutters her wings over the eggs to help her babies hatch, God hovered over the deep, silent darkness, he was making life happen. God spoke, that's all. And whatever he said, it happened. Night, day, sky, sea, land, ocean, trees, hills, animals that roam the earth, swim in the sea, and fly in the sky. Moon, stars, and sun, the entire cosmos. God spoke it, and so it was this morning? I want to explore how the creation story teaches us about the mission of God, the God who is on mission. We have this ancient phrase here, Michio Dei, means the God who is mission. God, by his very def- definition, is mission. God is on mission, God is on the move. God is mission, and God is on mission. And this morning, we're going to look at the creation story and think, how does this affect us? How does this impact how we live our day-to-day lives? And could God, the God of the universe, the God who filled darkness and filled emptiness, could God be inviting us to do the same this morning? In the creation story, God brings order out of chaos. If you've never read the creation story, I'd really encourage you, it's in the beginning. It all starts here. Genesis 1 tells us the creation story from a God's eye view, from God's perspective. And we see there's an order to creation. I, I know that in this community and in society, there's lots of people with creativity, with artistry. You'd take a blank canvas and you'd fill it. You'd fill it with colour and vibrancy and life and We see that in the creation story. We see a master artist at work, you know, filling this dark space, filling a dark canvas with life and creativity and abundance and vibrancy. But I know there's other people in this room and other people in this community and other people in society who are people of structure. Do I get an amen from any people of structure? People, and they're they're not two different people. So you can be both. You can be artistic and a structure person, an organisation person, an order person. And I love that in the creation story, there's creativity, there's artistry, there's a flourish. You know, there's a master artist at work who's just enjoying himself. If you've ever thought, what is God like? Well, look at the creation, look at the zebra, you know, look at the giraffe, look at the master artist at work, and you can see his artistry. You can see that flourish, that design. But what I love in the creation story is there's also a sense of order and structure. It's not just somebody going, blah, and just going crazy on the canvas. It's somebody who's thought it through. There's an order and there's a structure to the creation story. And the first thing I want to articulate to us today is the mission of God is to bring order to our chaos. Maybe when you look at your life right now, or maybe when you look at your life over the past few years, maybe you see chaos. Maybe you can see messiness. Maybe you can, how, you know, how did I get in this position? Maybe you feel sometimes as kind of almost like weeds dragging at your ankle. How did I get here? How did I get in this situation? How did I get in this chaos? You're sometimes, and we heard brilliantly about Cap this morning. And in a moment, we're going to hear a, a Cap story on the video. Someone who articulates... Chaos, mess, someone whose life was no structure, and it led to uh, chaos and mess and disorder. But when he invited God into his life, there was a sense of order and structure. The mission of God is to bring order out of chaos. Why don't we watch the screen? This is Sid's story. The mission of God is to bring order out of chaos. I think we saw that beautifully articulated in Sid's story. And if that's your story this morning, I'd love to pray for us in this moment. I'd love to pray Psalm 46, verse 1 over you. Why don't don't we close our eyes? If you're at home as well, this is for you. This is our first prayer. There's going to be a few prayer responses this morning. The mission of God is to bring order out of chaos. If there's chaos in your life, if your life feels out of control, if there's messiness in your life, the mission of God is to bring order out of chaos. Psalm 46, verse 1. This is my prayer for you. God is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in trouble. So, Father God, I pray for everyone in this room, everyone at home watching, that right now recognises my life is out of control, There's chaos and there's mess and there's disorder. And I want God, the God of the universe, the God who brings order out of chaos. God, we invite you into our lives this morning. We surrender to you this morning. We invite you to bring order out of chaos in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In the creation story, God brings life to his creation. In the creation story, God brings life to his creation. Now let me read uh, Psalm, uh, sorry not Psalm, Genesis. It all starts here. We'll go to Genesis 1 verse 2. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good and separated the light from the darkness. Genesis uh, Genesis 1, verses 2 to 4. And this image here, this image in verse 2, it says the Spirit of God was hovering over the water of the deep. And this image in the original language is an image of a mother hen. Now, I am no farmer, although I live on a farm. I'm no farmer. I'm no chicken expert. But we maybe, maybe you just buy the eggs from the supermarket. We all do that, don't we now? But once upon a time, you know, people would maybe go to the local farm and they would collect the eggs. And maybe you've seen that a mother hen, this isn't going to be very um, delicate, but the mother hen, you know, sat atop the egg. Can we visualise? We're all there. Incubating. That's the image in Genesis 1 verse 2. It says the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. I find this incredible. This is verse 2 in the Bible. Our very first image of God is God as a mother hen incubating the egg. I love that image. Protecting, nurturing, nourishing, bringing life to all the nutrients that that egg, that, that chick needs to survive is all happening within that egg. That's the image we get in Genesis 1. God is incubating. He's bringing life to his creation. And I don't know if this is a dad joke or cheesy, but this idea of God's hatching a plan. Something's about to burst forth. You know, the universe, God says, boom, let there be light. And the universe bursts forth. I get this sense, and I love what Katie said before, I get this sense that God wants to do something in your life. Maybe you've been through a season of incubating, of God, like something is being prepared. God is protecting, nourishing, pouring something into you, and boom, something's about to hatch this year. Life is about to break forth in your life this year. The mission of God is to bring life into your life. If right now God seems inactive, trust God. He's doing something. Maybe it's behind the scenes. We don't, we're not God. (laughs) I know it's an obvious thing to say. Genesis 1 gives us a God's perspective, a God's eye perspective on the creation story. But we're not God. We can't always see or identify, discern what's going on. But God is at work in your life. And something could be about to hatch. So trust in God. In the creation story, God fills every dark space and every dark place with his love and his light and his goodness. Again, if you only read the Genesis story, the Genesis creation account, you'll see this. God takes a dark space, a dark place, and the first thing he does is he fills it. He fills it with light. He says, let there be light, and there was light. And then he names the light Good sorry he names the light light, but he speaks of the light, he says, "It's good. And then everything he makes in the creation' story, he says, "And this is good, and this is good, and this is good." And he fills these dark spaces and these dark places with himself, with his presence. And God is love. The essence of God is love. The Bible tells us this in 1 John four verse 16. God is love. So this is what God does right from the very beginning, right from the word go. He fills every dark space and every dark place with his love and his light and his goodness. The God who is on mission, that's what he's doing. That's what he's up to. That's what he's always been up to. And here's the invitation for each one of us this morning. We get to join in. If you see a dark space, if you see a dark place, what we get to do is we get to join in with what God is doing and we get to fill it fill it with light, fill it with love, fill it with goodness. I don't know if you're like this. I don't know if this is strange what I'm about to say, but I'm the kind of person that I'll maybe go through a community, you know, go through a town, and I'll see empty shops or I'll see empty parts of a community, maybe places where there used to be life and now there's barrenness. Maybe this building used to be alive, but now it's kind of a, you know, almost a corpse of a building. And sometimes I see these places and I think we should do something. We should fill that place with light. We should fill that place with goodness. We should fill that place with love. Maybe God's up to something. Maybe God wants to do something in that physical place. So when I talk about filling every dark space and every dark place, we're going to think about physical spaces and digital spaces and internal spaces. Physical places. I think about this place. 2014. Who remembers 2014. We called it A Year Like No Other because in 2014, we opened a Christian ethos high school in the town called Burnley High School. And we opened this building, which is quite a big thing for a, a local church uh, in Burnley in East Lancashire. In that same year, we opened a Christian ethos high school with 32 kids. That school is now over 600 uh, Young people are are first starters from 2014. Some of them are now at university or in the world of work. And it's amazing to see uh, where their life has gone on. And in that same year, we opened this building, this church that's been uh, in existence for over 100 years. And over these past, um, how many years is that? Seven years, nine years. Nine years uh, since we opened the building, you know, hundreds, thousands of people have come into this space and experienced something of the love of God, of the life of God, of the joy of God. Fill every dark place place with the love and the light and goodness of God. I remember being next door uh, in the Ganabaths when we were there as Live Church and looking at this space. You know, we were over there looking at what was just an empty space. Just an empty space. And even where Burnley High School is, that was an empty building. It was an empty space. But we filled it. We filled it with light and we filled it with love and we filled it with goodness. When I think about this idea, I think about when I met Bryony Baker. And here's a picture of when we first met. Look at that. <laughs> 2002. Four. do you think something like that about 2004 so me and Branny met on mission and this is in Manchester we met on mission and we met in Manchester uh, I was a part of Pays in Burnley then moved to Manchester to continue working with Pays Brian was part of a great project called the Eden Project Eden Project is part of the Message Trust so the same organization that runs the grocery also runs the Eden Project and the Eden Project isn't the big place in Cornwall uh, that's coming to Malcolm, different Eden Project. The Eden Project is a project where they move um, Christians into a community, not for a year, but for a long-term commitment. Brian was 18 years old, left Dorset, moved to Manchester, with five, with uh, 15 other people, I think uh, uh, when we lived there together. So when we got married, uh, I moved into the community too in Failsworth in Manchester. Uh, the location that we lived in was chosen by the police and the council and the church as an area of uh, deprivation and an area of need and an area run by a local gang. And so the idea was, rather than Christians just coming on a Sunday then going home, Christians would move in to the estate would move into the community so there was a number of houses uh, around three streets where Christians had moved in chosen to live there chosen to be in that community living alongside the children and young people and families that we then reached on a Tuesday night or a Friday night or a Thursday night or a Sunday morning and I think back to those days and I think that's the heart of it filling a dark space not saying Failsworth or Manchester are all dark, but filling a space that was known for criminal behavior or known for antisocial behavior or known to be ran by gangs and seeing transformation in that community, a physical transformation. The place looked different after living there for a few years. The place looked different. The community felt different. People felt safer. People enjoyed living in that community. And we're not saying it's all down to the Eden Project. It's all down to us. But there's something that happens when the people of God move in. There's something that happens when the PACE team go into our local schools. There's something that happens when our women's refuge team goes into women's refuge. There's something that happens when all you wonderful people go to the community grocery. There's something that happens when you walk into your place of work When you walk into your community, when you enter into family situations, there's something that happens when Katie and the befrienders walk into people's homes. People's homes where there's maybe a darkness and an emptiness and a lack. There's something that happens when Katie and the befrienders, maybe some of you here, are going to be a befriender. Maybe in the next few weeks, you'll walk into someone's home where right now there's emptiness and darkness and lack. And we're going to fill it. We're going to fill those spaces with the love and the light and the goodness of God. I got this sense as I was preparing for this, that there's maybe some people who, as well as physical spaces, filling physical spaces with love and light and goodness, there's some people that may be like, "I I think God wants me to fill digital spaces. Now, this isn't for everyone in this room. Not everyone in this room is maybe a social media influencer. But maybe there's people in this room, and maybe there's people sat in the yellow room right now who are thinking... I want to flood the internet. I want to take dark spaces online and fill them with love and light and goodness. If that's you, I'd love to pray for you just really quickly. You may be in the yellow room. You may be sat here. But God, I thank you for people who have a desire to fill digital spaces with love and light and goodness. And even now, God, that you'd speak to them. You'd unlock creativity he give them something incredible to say in dark spaces and dark places, even online. In Jesus' name, go for it. Amen. <laughs> in, a, in a moment, I want to give a challenge to all of us, all of us, to join in with the mission of God. It all starts here. The mission of God starts in the creation story. The God who is on mission began his mission from day one, from before the beginning, to fill every dark space in every dark place, with love and light and goodness. So in a moment, I'd love to invite all of us to respond to that uh, and be prayed for. And Maybe the band could come and help me because there's, um, again, when I was preparing for this, I was thinking about some maybe specific people in the room where maybe for you, as I've been talking about dark places and dark spaces, my go-to is physical spaces. I think, how can we take that physical space and fill it? But maybe for you, you're thinking of an internal dark space. Maybe there's been a darkness in your heart, a darkness in your mind. You know, maybe a depression or some, something like that that you've been going through, that you just know there's a dark space, there's a dark place. Maybe you've gone to some dark places in your thinking. And I'd love to pray for you this morning. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. I'm not going to ask you to stand up or put your hand up. But I'd love to pray for you this morning that if you've gone to some dark places in your thinking... What I want to do for you this morning is speak joy. God says light right at the beginning. He speaks light and there was light. There's not power in my voice, but there is power in the word of God. And I believe God's word for some of us this morning is joy. That God wants to speak joy over you. And not just, you know, silliness. Not just like flimsy joy, but real deep joy. That God wants to do a deep work of transformation in your heart and in your life. Even this morning. That Maybe God wants to begin something. Maybe for you the first step is recognizing, hey, this is normal. It's okay. And actually you could talk to someone this morning. There's not shame in this. There's no shame attached to this. That this morning maybe is the morning to talk to someone and say, I'm going through some tough stuff. Can I have a chat? Maybe you're not going to have that chat this morning. Maybe you're going to say to somebody, can we have a chat? Can I meet up with you this week? I'm going through some tough stuff. Maybe there's someone not in this room that you need to share this with. Maybe you need medical help. And again, there's no shame in that. But I want to speak joy over us this morning. So why don't don't we close our eyes? Again, I'm not going to point anyone out. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. But I just want to pray joy over you this morning. If you found this podcast inspiring and helpful, then we'd love for you to get in touch via at lifelinks on social media